Hi, welcome to the On Your Marks podcast with me, Jonathan Marks. Today I'll be sharing with you my review of the book Man's Search for Meaning, written and published in 1959 by Viktor Frankl, a concentration camp survivor and renowned neurologist and psychiatrist. Despite the over 60 years since this book was written, it remains relevant and even timely, in some ways more so than when it was written. This is a thin volume broken down into two parts. The first covers Frankel's experience as a prisoner in several Nazi concentration camps during World War II. And the second part of the book offers a brief explanation of his approach to psychotherapy called logotherapy that he had been formulating before the war and that was refined subsequently based on his experiences of living in and surviving the horrors of the concentration camps. I will only address the first part of the book. For those interested in logotherapy, please see the companion infographic for some useful links. Doing justice to this book is no easy task. It has been read by tens of millions of people and has given hope and meaning to many more. The book is written without a single instance of bitterness. Instead, Frankel presents his personal recollection of the camps with calm, stark realism. Yes, there's sadness and regret, and amazingly even humour, But what comes through the book and what's reflected in Frankel's life's work is his absolute humanity. He appears to have survived this ordeal and returned to make a profound contribution to the world, not just despite what he had endured, but because of what he endured. I sense that by the time he was liberated from the camps by the American armed forces, the Nazis, many of whom had fled, had lost all semblance of their humanity. The experience of orchestrating and presiding over the mass murder of millions of human beings during the Nazi final solution had robbed them of their souls. Amazingly, Frankel kept his intact, despite the deprivation he suffered. Of course, many didn't manage that, and we know that six million Jews were murdered by the Nazis in the concentration camps. As an example, at Auschwitz, one of the camps to which Frankel was sent, 1.2 million Jews were sent there, and 1.1 million were murdered. As Frankel's book does not cover his backstory, which in itself is fascinating, I've added in some information here from other sources to better contextualize the man and his life. He was born in Vienna in 1905, and knew from the age of three that he wished to be a doctor. He was drawn to psychiatry and psychology, giving his first public lecture titled On the Meaning of Life, At the age of 15, he started corresponding with Sigmund Freud, sharing one of his papers, and to his surprise received a reply and a request to publish the work in the International Journal of Psychoanalysis. He was 16 years old at the time. He studied medicine at the University of Vienna and became interested in the work of Viennese psychologist Alfred Adler. He worked at several prestigious hospitals in Vienna and eventually started his own practice in 1937. In 1939, soon after the Nazis annexed Austria, he was forced to work at the Rothschild Hospital, as Jewish physicians could only treat Jewish patients. Even though he was granted a visa to immigrate to the United States, he decided to stay in Vienna and not abandon his parents or siblings, knowing what their fate would be as Jews were being rounded up and sent to concentration camps around Europe. Eventually, he too was arrested, and along with his wife, mother and father, were taken first to Theresienstadt concentration camp, 
where he immediately organized a group inside the camp to support those who were suffering from the horrors of the camps. It is this time in the camps that forms the first part of the book. As Frankel writes at the start of the book, and I quote, This book does not claim to be an account of facts and events, but of personal experiences, experienced, experiences which millions of prisoners have suffered time and again. It is the inside story of a concentration camp told by one of its survivors. This tale is not concerned with the great horrors, which have already been described enough, but with the multitude of small torments. In other words, it will try to answer this question. How was everyday life in a concentration camp reflected in the mind of the average prisoner? Frankel carefully details and describes this very thing through the book. The experience of arriving at the camp and the confusion and fear as groups were separated. To the left meant to the gas chambers and crematoria. To the right to survive another day. The brutality of the camp guards, both Nazis and Kapos, violent prisoners who were co-opted as camp trustees. The terrible living conditions throughout the time in the camp. As Frankel writes, 1,500 captives were cooped up in a shed built to accommodate probably 200 at the most. We were cold and hungry, and there was not enough room for everyone to squat on the bare floor, let alone lie down. One five-ounce piece of bread was our only food in four days. The sense of total loss of all material possessions, but also of dignity and hope. The struggle for food and the kindness of people who would share their last scrap of bread with the starving fellow prisoner. Through all this, Frankel remains reflective, supportive and hopeful. In the book, he quotes Nietzsche, who said, He who has a why can survive almost any how. Upon his arrival at the camp, he had in his jacket pocket the completed manuscript of a book, The Doctor and the Soul, in which he had set out his theory of logotherapy. It was naturally taken from him, and he sets out to rewrite this from memory, knowing that when he is released, he will write and publish the book. On small bits of stolen scrap paper, he develops a kind of shorthand that allows him to write sections of the manuscript to be kept for later. This and the love of his wife keeps him focused and purposeful. Frankel recalls a night in the barracks lying nine people to a bunk when he hears classical music from the warden's rooms. As he listens to the music, he realizes it is his wife's birthday. Unbeknownst to him, his wife had already been murdered. But he keeps the, alive the dream of seeing her again. As he says, the salvation of man is through love and in love. He cared deeply for his fellow captives and was able to give many hope and meaning for their lives. When many had given up and found nothing left for which to live, Frankel was able to show them that some purpose may still remain, that some task or work waited for them. As he writes in the book, everyone has his own specific vocation or mission in life. Everyone must carry out a concrete assignment that demands fulfillment. Therein he cannot be replaced, nor can his life be repeated. Thus everyone's task is unique as is his specific opportunity to implement it. Even amidst the daily horror of the camp and the desperate efforts to survive, he finds beauty in a simple sunrise or the ice or snow on the bough of a tree. By the time he is liberated in 1945, barely alive and having witnessed the true horror of man's inhumanity to man, he returns to Vienna and in nine days dictates the manuscript for this book, Man's Search for Meaning. 
His entire family, apart from his sister who escaped to Australia, had been murdered in the camps. But Frankel simply refuses to give up. As he writes in the book, Life is potentially meaningful under any conditions, even those which are miserable. And this in turn presupposes the human capacity to creatively turn life's negative aspects into something positive or constructive. In other words, what matters is to make the best of any given situation. His life that followed was one in which each of us can find inspiration and hope. He published 40 books in his life and hundreds of academic papers. Man's search for meaning has been translated into dozens of languages. He taught for his whole life at the University of Vienna and guest lectured at more than 200 universities around the world, receiving 29 honorary doctorate degrees. Frankl married again and they had a daughter who also became a psychotherapist. As I reflect on this book and its message in the current time, I feel it is both a timely and relevant work. In this age of microaggression and the thin diet of rights over responsibility, I suggest that looking at Frankl's life and works, as well as his core message of searching for meaning in our lives may be our salvation. Few of us can lay claim to having survived the concentration camps and then gone on to such an illustrious life and career as did Frankl. But I think in our own lives and within the purview of our work and our influence, we too can achieve greatness. And hopefully with the humanity, kindness and humour as did Frankel. As he writes in the book, For the world is in a bad state, but everything will become still worse unless each of us does his best. Thank you so much for listening to the short podcast. I strongly recommend this book and I think it's an essential part of everybody's library. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week ahead.